As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of One of These Years, back on the normal schedule in our normal places, of course, uh, apart. <laughs> Last couple of weeks have been interesting and short and all that sort of stuff, but we're back on the normal schedule here. I'm, I'm of course, Nick Von Winter, along with Colton Pouncey, who is preparing for a New Orleans trip here. Uh, we were just talking about that a second ago. Uh, Colton, I think your weather's going to be a little better than here. Probably. I don't even know what it'll be, but probably better than here. I think that's a safe assumption, <laughs> just yeah. based on how, how it's been. <laughs> Not bad. Looking forward to that trip. That should be fun. Um, had a nice uh, break over the weekend. Um, got to spend some time with family, get some good food. Um, because I miss Thanksgiving, I actually, right. I'm usually in charge of making the mac and cheese in my family every year. And so oh, okay. my dad made it this year, uh, just when up. I was at the game and it was, I came back and I tried and it was terrible. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and he even told me, he's like, yeah, I put like, I don't know. I spent like an hour on that. It wasn't my best effort. And I was like, that's okay. I got you. So I came back, uh, <laughs> I made some mac and cheese the next day. Made the right way, you know, the okay. southern mac and cheese where you kind of lay the yeah, cheese yeah. and yeah. Uh, you got to shred it yourself. Don't use the store bought. Um, real stuff, yeah. Yeah, broil it a little bit on top for the nice little, little crisp. Oven. Yep, little, <laughs> little crunch on top. Uh, so I, my family loved that. So uh, you That's know, it's good weekend. Good weekend. Uh, got to see some family from some friends and uh, back at it here in Detroit. Back at it, indeed. Uh, the Lions needed. A weekend, I would say, probably away from something, as that was uh, not their finest hour um, at all. Uh, I don't know, you know, it, it's been several days now, about a week actually, because it was Thursday game uh, that we've had, and I, I still don't know how to, like, Green Bay is probably better than I give them credit for, but like, that was a pretty poor performance from Detroit, was it not? Like, I, I'm trying to stack against, like, you know, they played really bad against Baltimore and, and things like this, but this, this felt... Not great. It didn't feel good uh, by and large. Would you agree with that? I would agree. I mean, no, and we talked about it a little bit. Like, I think we left some wiggle room just in case a game like this did happen. Um, Because, you know, the Packers are a young team. They're a young roster. And, like, what happens sometimes when you get young teams, especially early in the season, like when we saw them in September, the Lions were just dominating that game. It looked like they were not ready for this this level. Um, Their draft class liked a lot of the rookies, but they weren't quite there yet um so I thought a lot of those guys have you know matured since the last time we saw them 
Uh, that tends to happen. Guys kind of figure things out along the way, and, you know, you can lose a game like that if you're not prepared. But, I mean, yeah, the Packers did look like they were ready to play. The first drive, they came out, scored a touchdown. They were very first play of the game. They throw it up there to uh, Christian Watson. He comes right. down with it, and you're just like, all right, yeah, they're playing fearless out here, and this could be one of those games. So, um, yeah, I mean, the way it kind of played out early, I think it could, you could kind of draw something from that and let you know, um, if the Lions aren't on top of their game today, uh, it could be close. You could lose this one, and that's what happened. And that's, you know, exactly. And that's part of the whole situation here because I think a lot of people during the game, obviously, as they do every week, uh, and, you know, to be fair, I'm not going to sit here and say that the defense played well or anything like this, of course. But it became it, it just like the defense is a disaster. Look at how uh, Love is playing. He looks like an all-pro. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if that. he looks like an all-pro. <laughs> I don't know if he looks, you know, like the most amazing quarterback I've ever seen. He did make some nice throws in this game. And we talked about that, um, you know, last week. That <clears throat> Actually, we talked about it before they played the first game. That Jordan Love is one of these guys who's like right on the fringe of He'll give it to you like three out of five, right? Like three out of five throws will be damn good. And then the other two will be like, what the hell was that? Yeah. And I think that for the most part, that sort of still happened in this game. I think Green Bay made some plays for him. I think he got lucky a few times and Detroit played poorly. And they didn't take advantage of some of the times where he can maybe make a miscue or whatever. That was probably his best game. But I'm not sure if I'm ready to go out and say that he looked, you know, this was Aaron Rodgers Jr. coming out here and, and ripping Detroit apart, it, it was just not... And we're going to talk about the offense in a second, but I, I guess we'll start with the defense because that's where everybody jumps on the table of. They didn't play well, Colton, but like this was not a defensive collapse, was it? I, I don't think the defense was the reason why no. this was a loss <laughs> at this point. And I don't, think we can, I don't think we can say that at all anymore about what this team is because of who the defense has shown itself to be and who the offense should be, right? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm a little tired of the Jordan Love think pieces that have come out this week saying that he's the next big thing at quarterback yeah. and I'm like you play the line I mean, secondary. He could be but let's give it a minute here yeah. Like yeah we don't have to jump to conclusions off of you know one really good game um, so I don't know I, I mean I thought he played well in that game but I also think that the line he secondary just well. made some mistakes like the very first play of the game Tracy Walker was just lost in coverage it's like what are you doing buddy um, right. so there's, there's some plays like that throughout the game where I'm just like I don't know if Jordan Love can get away with this every week, and like they're about to play the Chiefs. So, if he if he throws two picks in that game, are we still having this conversation that Jordan Love is the next big thing? I'm not so sure. I think it's more of just you know had a good good day against a weak secondary. But in terms right. of the Lions' defense, like I actually don't think that they lost this game, or the reason they lost this game. Um, you know, we've talked about it, but the turnovers are such an issue. And we'll we'll talk about the offense later. But um, when you're putting so many bad spots throughout a game. Like, you shouldn't expect to win, whether it's the offense or the defense. You know, like, I think you, you six points were off of the, you know, Jared Goff fumble recovery touchdown. Um, so, really, in actuality, they gave up 23 points. The offense right. scored 22, right? So, it's like they should have been in that game if it weren't for the offense's mistakes. Um, you can argue the fake punt that set them back, you know, gave, them, gave Green Bay the ball at the 23, and they promptly scored a touchdown off that. Like, that probably put the defense in a bad spot, too. So... You know, if you're taking a step back, I know it's easy in the moment to be like, fire Aaron Glenn, he shouldn't have a job. And I get all those tweets, you and me both, like every single week. Um, I don't think this was an Aaron Glenn loss. I really don't. And if you think that after rewatching this game, then I don't know what to tell you. That's just not my takeaway. But, you know, you're more than welcome to have your own opinion. Um, But 
Yeah, the defense could play better for sure. I just didn't think this was the reason they lost the game. Like, their sole responsibility. They're the reasons you know, the Lions didn't get this one. Well, I think that people need to pretty much adjust their math if they're if they're still doing it that way in, in terms of what the defense is and what it's not. And, um, you know, it's not – this is not a college – I say this all the time because it's probably just my – I see so much college ball uh, or whatever. But this isn't a college team. Like, guys don't – I mean, they get better, but they don't develop – like a 19-year-old does from game one to game seven and game two. Like, you have what you have. You are what you are. Like, and at some point, and the point is now, probably, you have to start changing the way you game plan based on the strengths of your team. And, uh, you know, I do wonder how much of that will change going forward for the Lions. I mean, Campbell was really adamant after the game about, he got asked, um, you know, about the pressures or lack thereof or the sacks or lack thereof, whatever it was. Uh, turnovers like they're of the whole thing and he kind of defended the whole group and was like well these are our guys and I don't care they've done it before like we've we've come up big in big spots before we've seen them do it um and that when he does that when he go to me anyway and over having been there since the start of Dan Campbell when he goes over the top to defend a guy or, or a group of guys who just had a bad day that usually means to me that he knows that they need confidence and that's part of the reason and it's also that they're about to do something, hopefully in his, you know, in this case, they're, they're about to think about doing something anyway to maybe take some pressure off those guys. And I don't know what that is offensively. Maybe that's changing some things here and there. We can talk about that later. Obviously, they have to play better. But the defense just, it's a replacement level defense. And it's just not there. And I, yeah. I don't think that's Aaron Glenn's fault altogether. I don't think that's one person's fault necessarily altogether. They just don't, it, as a collective, I think they could have done better with the roster, you know. But yeah. how much better? I also don't know that either. So I, the team is still sort of in balance with talent, right? I mean, I the, the seasoned talent is on the offensive offensive side, and you're still waiting on a lot on defense. Yeah, I mean, we can get into the Aaron Glenn discussion right now. I feel like because that's something that we get asked about yeah. a lot. Like, here's where I would defend Aaron Glenn. Um, so you know, put the pitchforks away for a second. Here's here's what I would say. If you're looking at the yeah. defense, how many new pieces? are actually playing right now, you know, or how many pieces that they were relying on are actually right. out there. Because um, what worked for them in the second half last year, they were creating turnovers, they were um, dialing up these splash plays and getting sacks and pressure and whatnot. The pressure's been there, the sacks haven't. Um, you saw the impact of James Houston in the second half of the season. He had eight sacks in seven games, right? They needed a guy, a speed rusher off the edge, opposite of Aiden Hutchinson. They don't have that this year because Houston's missed so much time, didn't make a move. Um you know, they added Bruce Irvin. He, it sounds like he'll get going this week, but, you know, we just haven't seen that element. Um, there's not really another pass red opposite of Aiden Hutchinson, so you don't have that. Um, the secondary. I remember sitting down with Aaron Glenn in March to talk about mm-hmm. having the horses now to run the defense that he wants to run. And the big part of that was the secondary and the pieces that they were adding. Cam Sutton's playing out there. Cam Sutton in the NFL is probably more of a number two than a number one. But on this team, he's right. a number one. Um and you're, you're seeing it show up in, in some of these games sometimes, right? Uh, Manuel Mosley was really good for the 49ers last year. Really good, especially in zone, which is what the Lions have wanted to play more of this year. Um, he played two snaps and then tore his ACL again, right? Um, and then C.J. Garner-Johnson, a guy who was in New Orleans with Glenn for you know years and years and was trusted and brought in here to kind of you know change the culture, change the mindset, get these guys competitive, go in the right direction. You know, he plays two games, and then you miss him for the rest of the year. I don't know when he's coming back. He keeps hitting that he's close. Dan Campbell says otherwise, so it's like you don't really know. Um, 
then you look around the rest of the defense, it's like, how many of these guys would start on other teams? <laughs> you know, like yeah, pro- right. Cam the started with the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hutch would start for a lot of teams. Aleem would start for most teams. You know, like Anzalone, the way he's playing, but like, and probably Branch too. But I mean, that's probably where it stops. Though. That's probably where it stops, right? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so what you have is a replacement level defense, and that's kind of the takeaway that you and I came to when watching that Packers game on Thursday. Um, and a defensive coordinator who, quite frankly, is trying to make the most of it, but is having some issues and can't get it going. And at some point, you are just you are what you are. Um, so I think that's kind of the boat that Glenn finds himself in right now. And now, at the same time, though, after, after having said all that, I also think, you know, it's fair to question the game plans that he's coming up with. If, if you're not, yeah, if you're still sticking to something based on the talent you thought you had, you have to adjust if it's not working, right? I think the adjustments, mm-hmm. the criticism there is kind of warranted. Because um, you can look around other other spots. Like Minnesota, I did not think that defense would be as good as they are this year. But Brian Flores came in with a lack of talent and completely turning it, turned it around. And it's hard to – it's not an apples-to-orange situation or apples-to-apples apples situation. Um, but I still think that it's fair to kind of look around and be like, all right, well, this guy's doing it, that guy's doing it. Why can't we do it here? Um, so – there's some of that at play for sure, and if that's your takeaway, then I'm not going to argue that because that's I think there's some valid points there. Um, but at the same time, like here, here's where the lines are. They just don't have the talent that they believe that they probably need to run the defense that he wants, and they're trying to make adjustments and they're adjusting on the fly and they're trying new things and um, you know sprinkling stuff in, and they're kind of adjusting as we go here. And sometimes it's going to look messy, and it's on Aaron Glenn to ultimately get him in the right direction. Uh, he's got six more games in the regular season before you actually need that to come through in the playoffs and uh we'll see where they can go but as of right now i think it's just the defense is what it is um and i don't yeah, yeah right I, I just don't I know i mean i agree completely and it really defense in today's game in the nfl especially like it's really hard it's like hard you know it's really freaking hard i say this all the time and people say whatever well you know so, some teams are great at it yeah well those teams also can't move the ball Look at every single team that, you know, has what you, we would call a dominant defense in the NFL, for the most part, over these last however many years. And almost every time they have issues on offense or they have offenses that are flawed or can't finish or do whatever because, you know, you can't spend as much money in certain spots. It's it's a talent thing. Defense is so much about talent and ability. It's why in college, right, the best teams that run away from the pack every single year and always have the best teams have the most defensive talent by like triple every single time. It has nothing to do with anything that happens on the other side of the ball and people get all excited about blah blah blah. It's your talent. Like and if you don't have any, you can't play. Like it's going to be really freaking hard and the difference that your coach can make in that case and people say this, well then what's the point of having a coach? Like what's the difference that he can make? The difference a coach can make uh you know at the at the level of the NFL with if you don't have as much talent as exactly what Colton just said, it's adjusting your plan to be sort of more realistic to what you are. And it's playing softer in spots where you need to be softer, taking less chances in spots where you can't take chances, not ever, ever under any circumstances, putting them in situations that are disadvantageous to them. Um, You know, you could do it now and again, I guess, but like, you know, Campbell admitted the fake punt afterward was a bad, bad call. That's one instance there's a lot more, though, too. You know, I just think that the way that you play the game and the way that you can protect your defense, especially with the run game uh, and especially with your offense in general, needs to be maybe more adjusted. They, it seems like early in the year again, 
right? When they had the personnel healthy, they said, okay, Aaron, if you want to open things up and do some different stuff, let's have at it. He did. Everyone got hurt. <laughs> and then he's still in that, in, probably in a, in a little bit in the middle ground, but also probably not. They're just not very good with the talent right now. And I don't know what you're supposed to call. So I think it's more about a Campbell plus Glenn plus Ben Johnson thing. It's a whole team. You know what I mean? I think they got to sort of re uh, reevaluate their entire plan of how they want to attack a game, both sides mirroring with each other. Because right now it's not working. You know, you see them either get after the quarterback and no one's covered, or they cover and they can't get after the quarterback. It's just not it's just not in sync right now. It's not working together, the Russian coverage. And mm-hmm. I think Glenn said today, you know, part of the game plan against Green Bay at least, um, they know that the Packers wanted to get the ball out quickly and that that would kind of neutralize yes. whatever pass rush they had. So that's why they played more man than they have at any point this season. Um in hopes that they could win those one-on-one matchups, and you know, okay, if they're getting the ball out quick, we need our corners to kind of, you know, yeah, got to play up, make a, make a play, play up in space, and press them, do something. Let's disrupt them a little bit. Didn't work, obviously. Um, and honestly, like the four games that the Lions have played, thirty-five percent man coverage or higher, have been the Packers in Week Twelve, and we saw how that went. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love carded them up. The Ravens, Lamar went off, had his highest EPA per drop back of the season. The Chargers, Justin Herbert had his highest EPA per dropback of the season, and the Panthers, uh, which Bryce Young, yeah. <laughs> that was his, that was his best game of the season. He had a right, and it has not been good since. It's yeah. not been good. Like every time they play heavy man, they get cooked, and it's like I get why you're trying to play man if you don't think that your your pass rush can get home against a, a quarterback that gets the ball out quickly. But at the same time, your secondary is just struggling, so you got to adjust or do something right. else. And I feel like it's almost to a point where. He's trying to do different things. I actually do think he is, but it's just not working. So I do too. I think what he's doing is he's trying to do everything he can to avoid going into the shell. But they need to go into the shell because, like, you just said it. Like, they don't have the horsepower. They need to make everybody take the long way. And they're good at that. They are. When they admit to them, they did it last year too. When uh, at down the stretch, you can go back and look. When Aaron Glenn and Dan Campbell and the whole group admit to themselves that they are limited on that side of the ball, they start protecting them. They play off, they get back, and they say, fine, take your chunks. You know, we're not so worried about making a play on every single down. We're going to play solid in structure. You're going to get to the red zone, and we're going to try to screw it up and get you to a field goal or something like that, right? Like, that's kind of how they have to play. And I, they don't want to play like that. Nobody wants to play like that, right? Pref, preferably, if you don't have to. But, like, that's... <laughs> 75% of the league has to play like that by the end of the year because that's just the reality of the situation yep. and how football is called with the games and the rules and everything else. So I do think that we're right back into the same spot. And, like, man, I understand it. Um, I, I actually don't think it's been that bad. I think he's been better at this, Aaron Glenn being the he here, than he was maybe in his first year certainly in his first year, and I think in some cases it's probably about the same as it was last year where he's fighting the urge to solve his problems with, you know, intensity like he did as a player when it just needs to be pulled back. And we talked about this with with other parts of the team earlier in the season. They've done a nice job of recalibrating, and I'm really interested, Colton, to see if this adjusts because I don't think they, they can play better still. I don't put that game on them. I still don't. We'll talk about the reason that we do put the game on. But I still think they can play better, even with the guys they had out there. Because like you said, you don't need to put them in those situations. Just don't do it. Don't put them in 
man coverage spots anywhere unless it's like <laughs> third and one or something like this, right? Like, just don't yeah. do it. And, you know, when they go back to those types of more conservative plans where you take pick your spots, they're usually much better. Yeah, they are. And, like, again, looking at the bigger picture, they're still 10th in the NFL in, like, yards per game allowed. With exactly. They're this group, okay. that, as injured yeah. as they are, as, you know, lacking talent as they are, they're still 10th in the NFL in in yards allowed. Um, so I think that speaks to how they've been able to make the most of this bunch. And the run defense is still top five. And um, I think the red zone issues is kind of – that's kind of highlighting some things with the scoring and whatnot. But um, – I mean, they're making do with what they have, and yeah. it's not going to look perfect. I, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the year. Like they were, what dead last in yards allowed last year, or like you know bottom yeah, three, terrible. something like that. And they've mm-hmm. gone up to tenth this year, so that's a solid. That's a more than solid Absolutely. rise. Like that's I think so. What you would like to see. Now it's just I think more so the concerning part is the trends of like the last five weeks or so, where you're probably trending in the wrong direction going into January. I think that's valid, and that's I think that's fair. You want to be playing your best football the last, you know, six weeks of the season. And that's, you know, the road ahead. You got a chance to prove it, and, you know, people are tearing you apart. Well, bounce back, you know. You have a chance to do that here. Let's see what you can do. So I th- I, that's what I would say to all the people coming at Aaron Glenn. I don't think that he has the talent to do what he wants to do, but at the same time, as a defensive coordinator, it's on him to right the ship and get this thing moving back in the right direction, and he's going to have an opportunity to do just that. Yeah, and that we switch it to the other side here because they're both related, and – the reason why it looks so bad for the defense is because the offense put them in positions of just to be a disaster all game long, yeah. and that's just not how this can happen. The offense on this team, with or without Jonah Jackson, with or without your run game being what you want it to be, has to be the thing that drives the bus. It can't be the thing that you know is needs in need of saving, if if that makes any sense. And you know, I don't want to put it on any one person I, because I don't think this has been the best month of Ben Johnson's run, I would say. I no. probably agree with you. Uh, this probably hasn't been his best month, and who knows why You know any of those things happen. But you know, the one thing that um, – and I, I do think that they probably – he probably thinks the same because it felt like Campbell war- – we talked about this a lot after the game. Campbell warned of this earlier in the week and even like during his in-game interview over the stadium loudspeaker – in these short weeks, you can't overload the guys with with stuff. You have to be pretty limited in what you're doing, and just be uh, you know make sure the the stuff that you're really good at's in, and then that's it. And then just you know kind of riff from there and just play with great effort because it's hard. Guys are hurt. You don't have much time. And what do they do? They put in too much stuff. The first play <laughs> of the game is the Dan Skipper in the slot running out, and it's like they couldn't help themselves. And I I almost wondered, you know, that's a national TV game. Uh, ben Johnson, like we said, hasn't been his best month. You know, he's certainly had better. It hasn't been the worst, but he's certainly had better. It, maybe he was trying to do too much, and he shouldn't have. Maybe Dan Campbell was trying to do too much, and he shouldn't have. But I do think that was a big, big issue there, was the little details killed them all game. They had six, I think, fourth downs that they just KO'd on. They didn't do anything. It was like six consecutive nothings, on a four, and that's just terrible. You know, and it's just like... They were killing themselves with, like, 10-man football in ways that they don't normally do. And to me, they sort of almost warned themselves not to do what they knew would be a problem, and then they did it anyway, and it's like, that was weird. And I didn't like that, but that's still... There's still some young staff in here, is there not, Colton? That's That popped out in this game a little bit. Yeah, it did. And, like, you know, for all the love that Ben Johnson gets, and it's all 
well deserved because what mm-hmm. he's done with this offense has been, it's been amazing. incredible, it's and it's a reason why he's you know going to be one of the hottest candidates out there this coaching cycle. Yep. Um, no one's really trying to discredit anything he's done, but at the same time, you shouldn't just absolve him of criticism, right? Like, no. In three of the last four games, the offense has not looked right. The Raiders game, they were you know struggling in the red yep. zone, couldn't finish. They couldn't finish. You got the Chargers game where you look great, but outside of that. The Bears game, you struggled for all of, you know, 56 minutes, right? You scored mm-hmm. two touchdowns, the final couple drives there. Um, need this miraculous comeback just to pull that one out. Uh, and the Packers, they were just slow and turned the ball over again and, you know, just didn't look right. So, you know, some of that has to do with I, – I, I agree with the sentiment that they tried to put in too much on a short week. Yeah. That's probably a week where you try to dial it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I also thought, like – Against a team like the Packers, you know, maybe take some field goals instead of going for it as much. I know that's in your DNA, and I know that's exactly. what you right do, there. and you yeah. feel good about, you know, putting yourself in those positions because of the, the group you have, the offensive line you have, the offense in place. But at the same time, the offensive line did not have it in that game, and they were still forcing it instead of kicking field goals and taking points when you had them, right? So it's like mm-hmm. that's one of those where I would say read the game. Like game flow matters when you're making those yeah. calls and those decisions. And so um, it backfired for them. Um, I think it's 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 certainly fair to criticize the offense. You, you're allowed to do that. You know, it's not all on the defense. Um, when you turn over seven times in two games, six of those offensive turnovers, like that's going to put your defense in a bad spot the entire time. That's that's why Campbell keeps preaching that all week. Like we've our offense has got to be better. I think the reason why he's tough on the offense is because he knows that side of the ball is better. If they're going to win games in the playoffs, it's not going to be because of the defense. It's going to be because of the offense. The defense might have to do just enough to get them by, but the offense is talented enough to go out and win games. And when they're not doing that, when they're losing games for you, that's when you start to get a little concerned. Because um, yeah. the defense, I think they know it is what it is. But the offense has a chance to be really good, and it has a chance to win you a playoff game or two. And so when they're struggling the way they are, you have to get that group right, you know, back on track. Um, so I think that's sort of the emphasis this week. If you watch practice, they're doing a lot of ball security drills. They're trying to punch yeah. it out of Goff's hands when he's, you know, going through his uh, oh. progressions and dropbacks and whatnot. So they're definitely the emphasis is there, and I think they understand why we need to do that. Um, and it seems like they're working on it. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. 
tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. You know, they had 470 yards of offense in this game, and, you know, that's still a lot. <laughs> yeah, 22 points is not going to do it, though. And when you have situations where you have a really good offense that does this, where they put up 500 yards and they score 25 points somehow, everybody's like, what the hell? How does this happen? And it's exactly what it's it's little details on second and nine that becomes third and 12 that suddenly you can't get, you know, now a drive dies and you can't do anything. Or Campbell freaks out on a fourth down instead of punting it and wants to go for it and the game changes and you take a chance that you shouldn't have taken. And like you said, Colton, the field goals are times where sometimes you just need to kick a field goal. And I know that that's not what you want to be, but I definitely think that this game reminded me of... Um, like the second half of the Seattle game where they blinked and lost the game almost like on a drive or two because of it, because they tried to just attack when they should have just sort of let the game come to them. Yep. This was th- this was that the whole game. This was They just came out like wildly, wildly flailing almost. It felt like without really much of a plan other than they wanted to show everybody how good they were <laughs> with a bunch of stuff, and it's like and it all blew up in their face, and it was just like, so it wasn't a good day. Uh but it wasn't one of those not a good day and you just burn the tape type things. It was like, this wasn't a good day and it was a reminder and a lesson that needs to be learned here that like, you're not there yet, I think. Yeah. Right? I think yeah. that's the lesson I would probably preach in the offensive room. You ain't there yet. You haven't won shit and you haven't made a playoff <laughs> game. So everybody just pull it back a little bit. Right? Yeah. Stop running around and scrambling all the time. Go down. Throw the ball out of bounds. St- value possessions more. Do the things that got you back to this. I think that, and they can, and they will, but I do think they got a little ahead of their skis. I do think yeah. that some of that's happened, and I don't hate that. I, I like anybody who feels it and wants to get a heat check, but I think some of it needs to be pulled back now, right? Because reminders need to be had here a little bit. Yes. Uh, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I understand the want to kind of flex your muscles, especially on the Thanksgiving yeah, game right. against your you know rival you know team. You got to beat on a, on a, on a day like that. Uh, that's your time in the spotlight. I get it, but I I agree, man. It's like I'm watching that game and you're going for it on the you know fake punt, and I'm just like the defense has been playing well. They that was the only touchdown they gave up the ensuing drive by the Packers where they scored from the 23. Yeah. Christian Watson beats Jerry there. A little bit of a push-off, but, you know, they get the touchdown. They scored six points in the second half. If you punt that and say, hey, our defense is actually playing well today, in the second half at least, um, let's Mm -hmm. put them in a bad spot, let's back them up, and then if we get a a, three and out, then our offense has a ball back and we're cooking again and we can score. Um, That, that to me, changed the game. You know, like you got to – Absolutely. I I understand why you go for it there, um, but at the same time it's like, that's more understandable to me when you're playing the Chiefs, right? In week one when they did that, mm-hmm. short on their own side of the field, they get it, you know, they pick up the extra possession, I think they scored a touchdown off that. You end up winning the game by one point, so obviously factored into the yeah. win. But you're not playing the Chiefs, man. You're playing the no. Green Bay Packers with a losing record <laughs> at home. And you're playing pretty well in the second half, so just like, that's why I think game flow matters so much when you're making decisions and making calls like that. And I think after the game, Campbell kind of understood that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. That's what he said. He kind of owned up to it. Um, and so in the in the process of trying to flex your muscles and say, we're, we're the Lions. This is how we play football. You've almost sort of lost your way because what was so good about this Lions team last year when they went 8-2 and two down the stretch 
is they weren't making mistakes. They weren't beating themselves. They were preying on other mistakes and capitalizing off turnovers. And that's kind of what the Packers did in this game. And that's how you got beat, you know, on your own turf on Thanksgiving. So there was definitely an element of let's get back to the basics. Let's remember who we are, um, what what got us here to this point in, in the first place. And so that's definitely been the message at Allen Park this week. And I do think they'll bounce back. you got the Saints game. Probably going to be an emotional game for Dan Campbell going back to New Orleans, Aaron Glenn, same thing. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm sure this is the game they want. And, you know, this Lions team doesn't lose two in a row very often. Um, hasn't Haven't done it since, you know, they went from 1-5 to 1-6 last year. So right. um, should be able to turn things around this week, I think. You know, and you talk about – people talk about pressure a lot on the you know defensive side of things. Like <clears throat> didn't get any pressure on the quarterback again didn't do this, didn't do that, and, you know, you kind of said it right there in terms of how the game unfolded. You can put pressure on a young quarterback like Jordan Love by answering a score or staying in the game. They were down big early, and he got to play with a pretty comfortable lead the whole way, and, of course, he looked good. He's a talented player, and they didn't ever get him in a situation that was was difficult. They, You know what I mean? Like, they, they were in safe call mode for, like, 50 minutes of the game and it's like that can't happen okay and Detroit's gambling too much and trying to rely on things yes I agree get back to doing the basic stuff that got you where you're where you are you know they were not an overly complicated offense last year they didn't do that much stuff it was pretty you know it was a lot of variations on a theme and the run game was complicated but everything else kind of made sense and just flowed off that I think that will help with golf because that's the other part of this conversation is right now his confidence doesn't look uh, good at all. And um, I think it's a reminder also in that case of, you know, um, what Jared Goff is. And Jared Goff needs help. He needs he needs the run game to be confident. He needs the play callers to be, you know, to be a little more under control. Uh, and he needs the game to be flowing in a way that, you know, makes sense. He's not going to be able to win you a game out of his back pocket. And... Um, you just can't ask him to do that. And I think when it comes time to make, make money decisions, that probably needs to ring in someone's head too. He can play better than this. This is not the Jared Goff we've come to know. But to me, Colton, it was a little bit of a reminder. Like, you know, he's good for a reason here because everything else works around him. And when it doesn't, like, things crumble a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's always been kind of the the, the big issue with Goff. That's one of the reasons why the Rams moved on, right? So yeah, you got to kind of – you know, he goes through this every year. Like last year, he had a turnover problem for a stretch there. Sure. And he, he figured it out. So I would expect him to do the same thing um, this year. And then year, it was like 15 of, games, right? Without, yeah. So, yeah. like, he, he's going to have these runs every every now and then. You know, that's just how he yeah. is. Um, if you can weather the storm a little bit and get through that, you'll probably come out better on the other side. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's – you talk about long-term contracts, and that's going to factor in, right? Like, it I has to. So. Um, yeah. I saw a lot of uh, – some concern after the last couple games, and I think, you know, he deserves criticism for you know three fumbles and three interceptions. Gotta take and care of the ball. Yeah. Gotta be better than that, man. Like that's your job. You should you have to take care of the ball, get to your playmakers, you know, do your thing. That's what they pay you to do right now. Um, same time, the offensive line didn't have its best day. Um, it was really just not a good day for the offense. That in general, they probably could have run the ball a little bit more, got away from that. Um, that would help him out and take some pressure off him, but. At the end of the day, you're the quarterback. Things are going to come back to you, so you got to write the ship. And you know, see, he had some good things to say this week. It seems like uh, he knows it's, it's on him, nice, and yeah, yeah, he should be able to bounce back. I would expect a better day from him. This has been a couple in a row that have been bad, and he hasn't had a lot of stretches like that. 
And the, what got him out of the ditch, you know, so to speak, was just like we talked about with the whole team. It was like, quit worrying about all the other stuff. Like, he is like anybody else. He's still in his 20s. I think he plays emotionally like everybody else. And, you know, stop trying to get everything back in one throw. Stop trying to think that you can do, you know, more things than Bingo. you can on one rep. Bingo. And maybe he said something like this, but, like, that's what he did over these last couple of weeks. And it, I think that gets into his head, and I think he starts to self-doubt a little bit again. You know, oh, God, I'm right back to this. So, look, forget it. Just go right back to doing the same basic stuff. They know what to do. He, The confidence has been wobbly for golf for a couple of weeks now. Maybe it's a good thing that they got the Sunday off. I don't know. But, you know, yeah. to me, I would expect Jared Goff to play better because I think he knows at this point in his career he can't just go out there and wing it like that, and he, he's got to take care of the ball. Yeah. Period. I think what you just said just now was kind of the, the key point in all this. Uh, not just Goff, but everyone on offense. When you're down, you don't have to get it all back on one possession. And I feel like yeah, that's right. that, that's that's the balance, right? Because last year when they figured themselves out as an offense, there was a conscious effort to play their best ball. Like, we're not good enough to beat anyone. We, were, we just came from a one-and-six, you know, hole. Mm-hmm. So we have to play this mistake-free football um, to get ourselves out of this rut. And that's what they did at the end of last season. And I think, you know, you get into an offseason where people are expecting you to win the division, win a playoff game. You come out hot. The offense looks just as good as, as last year. Um, you probably start thinking, hey, we're – we're as good as people say we are. We can we can win yeah. our one on one matchups. You know we can, you know expose other defenses. Um, you know we can kind of score at will. That's not how the NFL always works, man. Like you're gonna it's it's a week to week thing. It depends on the defense you're playing, the the dudes on the other side. Sometimes you're gonna run into some some walls here. I think that's natural. Um, but the thing is, when you get into a jam and you're down twenty three fourteen. You don't need to get it all. You don't need to do a fake punt. You don't need to go for it on fourth and seven. Like, take the points. Kick right. the ball. <laughs> like, you know, you're, you're down nine points, and then you do the fake punt, and you turn over, and all of a sudden you're down 15. So it's like, yeah, I mean, that, I think that's the big point. Like, an offense that is good and admittedly good, and they know they're good, you know, sometimes they think that they can get it all back in one or two possessions instead of a gradual – hey, we're right back in this. Let's take three points here. Now we're down six instead of nine. Uh, we need a touchdown to win with, like, a quarter and a half yeah. left to go. You know, like, that's that's where I think they need to get back to the basics and just remember football's a long game. We'll have our chances. We don't always have to come back in the final four minutes and 15 seconds of a game, you know. So I think that's, 100%. that's, that's what I would say. And I think you brought up a good point there. Most of that is – and most of that I do think uh, is on yeah, – at the end of the day it was on Campbell. Like, that most yeah. of that falls at his feet um, – he admits it after the game, and he admits it every time. And I think, you know, that was not his best day. But he's he needs to be the one who can sort of um, make that determination in the middle of the game. Like, hey, we either have it today or we don't, Yeah. right? Like, And you know what I'm talking about when I say that. Like, we either are going to be able to move the ball and do some things, and it's going to be fine, and we're not, and we're going to make decisions based on that, or we're not. And we're not going to get frustrated – that we're not moving the ball and just get pissed about it and start move, trying more because that's what ends up happening. We're not going to do that. We're going to say whatever. We're going to try to pick our spots better because we know we have more talent than them and we're still going to be in it at the end of the game because every single NFL game in the history of time basically goes to the end of the game, right? Like, that's just how it works. So, yes, I think a lot of it will just be about him calibrating back. Maybe it's a good thing that happened before this New Orleans game, though. Good segue mm. because you mentioned it. Some emotional 
returns here for both Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn. Uh, maybe even more so for Aaron Glenn, who interviewed for the head job there uh, a couple years ago. But I don't know, maybe maybe Dan as well. He was there a little longer. So, I don't know. What have they said this week about uh, the old trip back to uh, the Big Easy? I know Dan Campbell's got some fond memories. A Super Bowl ring from that era as well. Yeah, I mean, a lot of good memories. That's kind of has been the message this week. Um, you know, mostly with, you know, Sean Payton, obviously, when he was there. Right, but, he's not there anymore. Um, yeah. You know, still... Ties there, you know. Dennis Allen was on the staff with them, mm-hmm. um, so a lot of a lot of the core coaching staff is still in place there, I guess. So I think they'll be happy to see some dudes. Yeah. Jamal Williams is also there, so I think uh, yep. that'll be nice to see him. I'm sure for them. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, like Dan kind of learned how to be a coach, you know, working with Sean Payton on that New Orleans staff. Aaron Glenn was kind of being groomed to be this defensive coordinator on that staff. So yeah, a lot of fond memories from from their time in New Orleans, and I'm sure they'll, uh, you know cherished going back there but also want to win this one for sure so <laughs> yeah yeah health uh health wise you mentioned anzalone has uh, got some issues this week correct on this one or he at least it seems like possible yeah campbell was asked if there were any lingering long-term injuries potentially coming out of the, the packers game on thursday and the one name he did say i think was that anzalone could be down a bit so a bit yeah. was was the way he characterized it Usually when he says that, it's probably like a couple weeks, you know, maybe right. two, three games. I don't want to put a timeline on it, but like a bit usually means more than one at least. Um, so if you're not, if you're down your captain, you don't have that dude, Anzalone, who's been playing some really good football, arguably the best football of his career. Um, you have to turn to some other guys, and luckily they have a first well, round pick yeah. that's uh, <laughs> they and, drafted for yeah. this reason. Yeah. This is going to take the whole decision about being aggressive or not out of their hands then. Because if Anzalone isn't in there and he can't play, and you have to play Campbell and Barnes and uh, Malcolm, I assume, who's going to be two-way Malcolm here, um, <laughs> you're going to have to play a little more conservative, right? You're going to have to probably back off. And I think that's a good thing, not that Anzalone's hurt, but like New Orleans, Golden is not a team that I would be shaking in my boots about. They have some players, though. It's a similar situation to what you just got through. To where it's like if you screw around and don't, you know, and try to overt thing or you know exert things that just aren't there. If you if you get ahead of yourself, you're going to have trouble. But beyond that, I this is not a team that panics me in any any way, shape, and form. It's still another one of those games that I think we chalked up, and I would still say should be a win uh, at home or on the road. Yeah, let me tell you, this Saints team like confuses me because I feel like they should yeah, me too. be good on paper because they've got some talent, some names. But I watch their offense, and it's very much dink and dunk, and that's kind of, you know, they're doing that with Derek Carr, and Derek Carr doesn't move yeah. me. I don't <laughs> know why he's there. Yeah. Their whole offense is like Alvin Kamara. Like they don't throw to Chris Olave, um, who I think maybe had a concussion that game or some sort of injury. He might oh. not. I don't know his status going into uh, the game, but that's something to watch. Um, and on defense, like, they're kind of opportunistic, but, like, I also think the Lions offense should be okay against them. Like, they don't, you know, I, this yeah. team just doesn't, like, move me. I've watched them a few games. I watched them play the Falcons, and they lost to the Falcons, and I'm like, I don't yeah, know. Like, this this is not, like, I've, I'll, if we're looking for teams, like, a trap game, you know, down the road, the Bears probably scare me at this point more than the Saints. I think the Broncos probably scare me more than the Saints. If I'm a Lions fan. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the Saints just – this is a game that I think they should win. We said that against the Packers, though, too, so who knows. But I, I also think, like, this Lions team has a way of bouncing back and responding, and um, that's the reason why you don't see them lose two, two games in a row too often because they normally, right. 
you know, can can hone in on their mistakes and, you know, get back on track. And I think they'll do the same thing this week. Um, and, again, I think something about being on the road, too, I think this team kind of thrives on. Like, maybe at home on a Thanksgiving game where you kind of feel the pressure and the attention. Maybe it gets to you. You don't play your best game. But on the road, they kind of, like, hunker down and, you know, kind of – I think that's when they play their best football, Ravens game aside. Um, you know, they kind of live up to those moments. So, yeah, I, I think this yeah. is one that they should have, but, you know, you got to let it play out too. And I, I think that the Saints are trying to play like the Lions play. I think that they're trying to build like the Lions have built. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because I'm just like, I don't know what else to, I don't know what else to make of it. They signed Derek Carr, who's like – a possession type quarterback like Goff, right? He's not a guy that's, you know, I think Goff's better than him, but he's also, it's the same tier-ish of player where it's like he's not going to, uh, you know, win you a lot of games on his own arm. You're going to have to elevate you too much. He's not going to lose too much. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to be able to run the ball. And I think in New Orleans, the difference is, is I think they think they can defend, which remains to be seen on all that. That's the only thing I can get on it is like, I think that they want to play similar to how Detroit has played it, but at the same time, there's really nothing about that roster other than Olave, and, you know, if he's hurt. Other than Olave and Kamara, and I suppose Michael Thomas, when he feels like going, which is not every day, uh, always he's anymore, on, I don't think. I think he's on IR right now, too. So. And he's hurt anyway, so. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it's just not a team that really, yeah, like you said, moves me. I, I, I feel like this is one that we looked at at the beginning of the year, home or away, and I would have said it. It needs to be a win, and and yes, after a rough performance, it needs to be one where we see them look more like themselves. Get back to your identity, you know. Take the game to your opponent with the run game. Help your defense, protect your defense, make them go the long way, and yeah, make them just make them get out of their shell. Like make that if Green Bay last week had been in a situation ever at all in that game where they were going to have to be aggressive on offense. We would have seen a different result, and we would not have been talking about. I maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think we would have been talking about uh, Jordan Rogers after that game. Okay? <laughs> I mean, it would have been a little different, but that's not what happened. And in a game like this, I think if you can very quickly start fast, get a lead, you put them on your back, and then it becomes make Derek Carr have to do something crazy. Make Derek Carr have happens, to beat you. Yeah. Yeah, he's not gonna. Like, he's, not. You know, he, like, he's not going to. So. Like, yes, get back to being that type of team, I think. And and being more organized, maybe at the start. I don't know what the right answer is, but basic stuff, yeah, more or less. Yeah, and I was looking at the Saints' schedule and, like, who they've beaten this year. So they beat the Titans. They've had a weird year. 16-15. They beat the Panthers 2017. <laughs> Barely yeah. beat the worst team in the NFL there. Um, they beat the Patriots 34-0, which... If you look at their quarterback situation, that's yeah. yeah, not not so impressive. Um they beat the Colts. The Colts were actually better than I thought, but yeah, the I mean, Colts that's, are fine. They're fine, right? It's not they're not that good though. Yeah. They beat the Bears. Um and the last two games they've lost to the Vikings, lost to the uh Falcons. So yeah. I, I I just yeah, don't really is, see it. I don't know. Um, I don't either. I think this is a winnable game. I think more than winnable, I think it's a game that they should win. In a game that they probably shouldn't lose, <laughs> I would say. I I just, especially after last week, I, I, this needs to be a win. I mean, uh, your playoff team, all that sort of stuff, like, unless you want to go into a funk here and really have to start digging your way out of it, it's just not necessary, right? I think that little adjustments can be made here with or without. I mean, I don't know. We haven't talked about Jonah Jackson before. We got, what's Is he back on the mend? 
Campbell had a, a kind of weird comment on Monday saying that he assumes that Jonah will play when Jonah tells him he's ready to go. Um, oh. And to me, I was like, that's kind of interesting. Does that mean Jonah's communicated that he doesn't feel right and doesn't want to play until he feels right? But he's also been at practice the last two days. He's been limited, but he's been out there. Right. Um, mm. So that usually bodes well for players, you know, you know, uh, whether he plays in the game or not. Um so we'll see. I mean, that comment was still kind of weird in the back of my mind. So I'm still kind of thinking about that, but he has been at practice, so we'll see how he's how he looks on on Friday, and they'll probably make a call there yeah. soon after. Obviously, that would help. But I mean, either way, I think this is a this should be a game that they win. I mean, yeah. I just you know you don't yeah you know, I don't like saying that in the NFL because it's the NFL, but this is a game that probably should be a win, and if it's not a win, uh, you know. That's one where Campbell can come back and say we need to really probably take some deeper looks at some of the things we're doing. But I would expect to see some changes this week, too. I mean, I don't know personnel or whatever, but I mean, I just think the way that they play, I think that there'll be some adjustments here or there. Maybe they won't be obvious, but I think we'll see some adjustments this week. You got anything else this week before we got here? Um, no, I'm all good. I, I had a story on, on Jack Campbell, just kind of uh, just how he's processing um, kind of being the guy now until Angelina comes yep. back. Um Talk to him in the locker room. He's <laughs> still serious as ever. Uh, still doesn't smile much, but they're working <laughs> on that. Uh, the, the, the biggest point of emphasis I've heard is that they're trying to uh, slow the game down for him and also stop. They, they don't want him to be as tough on himself when he does make a mistake because, uh, look, man, you're a rookie. Like, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. It happens. you got to have, like, a next play mentality. Hasn't really had that because if you think about his football career, that's Most right. things have come easy for him, uh, yep. <laughs> whether it's been Never high school really or at Iowa. Like he's just kind of been a dude, and now, you know, you're in the NFL. You're at a different level. Players are faster. You know, offensive coordinators are smarter, and you got to kind of adjust with the game. So that's what he t- he told me that the other day. That the biggest adjustment for him has been kind of just the game slowing down. But he feels like he's getting closer. So it seems like they're kind of waiting on him to turn the corner. Um, but Glenn said today, like this is why we drafted him. Like he's built for this moment. Um, he's going to be in there making the calls. He's going to be the Michael linebacker when Anzalone's out. And this is a huge opportunity to kind of prove himself as, you know, the 18th overall pick. There are a lot of people that kind of question him, um, question the Lions for taking him there that high and kind of question his, his ability too. Um, so yeah, go out and show some people why they drafted you. Perfect opportunity. And in fairness, and in fairness they have moved him around a lot this year because Anzalone's yeah. played so well that they've had to find other places to get him in the game. So like you said, maybe maybe a week or two at just one spot and getting back to doing what he what he knows to do, uh, maybe that'll help him. We'll see. But, yes, you're right. I We're still waiting to see that corner turned at some point here. We'll see if that happens this week or not. He'll get plenty of chances, though. Colton will be there to check it out uh, with beignets in his uh, suitcase. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Out the door. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't <laughs> wait. some other good food as well. Uh, for anyone else going down there, that's a hell of a trip. Uh, if, I were, if I were a Lions fan... Planning, planning one trip, it would be to that one, I would think, to New Orleans. That's a, yeah, if, hard to beat. I've been to New Orleans a couple times, but I really didn't get a chance to explore too much. So if anyone listening has any recs for me, uh, totally. tweet them at me, send them my way, and I'll, I'll try to check them out. I'm excited. Absolutely. Get at Colton. Send him to places uh, that are safe-ish. He can get into a little bit of trouble. Not too much trouble. Not too much trouble, though, <laughs> down there. But in any event... It'll be a good one this Sunday. Cole will be there to check it out. I'll be here. We'll break it all down when he comes back. Thanks again for listening. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you again next week.